Hey guys, and welcome back to the Feenstra Zoo. My name is Spencer Feenstra, the host and creator of the zoo. I'm here just to talk to you about things that are on my mind and on my heart. I hope you'll enjoy the show. If you do, please check us out on all social medias at The Feenstra Zoo. Thanks, guys. Hope you enjoy the show. Hey there, zookeepers, and welcome back to the Feenster Zoo. We are joined once again by the beautiful and insightful Shalane. Say hi, darling. Hey, everyone. Before I dive in, I just want to say don't forget to check out this season. This season's sponsor, that's BetterHelp Online Therapy. They are a 100% online and incredibly convenient therapy uh, establishment. And with just a few questions, you'll be matched with your licensed therapist ready to talk, text, video chat, email, or however you want to connect with them. And if you're not clicking with that therapist, you can switch at any time free of charge. If you want to try it out, go to betterhelp.com forward slash thefeenstrazoo or just hit the link in the description down below. But I don't want to do much housekeeping. I want to dive right into it here. So... Babe, are you happy? I think so. (laughs) (laughs) Really just want to start off with this question. Like, what does happiness mean to you? How do you achieve happiness? What is your benchmark, if you would? Maybe I should have read the notes before we started recording. (laughs) (laughs) Happiness to me is... More so just reaching that level of peacefulness. All right. And contentment. Are you sure you didn't read the notes? Yeah, 100% (laughs) positive I didn't read the notes. (laughs) I didn't even know what the topic was until 30 seconds ago. (laughs) (laughs) Seriously. Um, for, For me, it just... My brain goes analytical, as we know. So it's like happiness to me. It's like it's a great emotion, but it's a fleeting emotion. It's a flash in the pan, right? To be happy is like it. Something happens. You have that instant endorphin rush kind of thing. Yeah, but then it's gone. I think I associate it a lot more with contentment. And like, or and like peacefulness, right? Like, right. just like you hit that point and it's ah, happy, right? I think yeah. that that's I associate it more with that than like the endorphin rush of joy, right? Okay, so yes, <laughs> you're jumping ahead in my notes. <laughs> oh, <here>. sorry. Yeah, <laughs> but it's as a society, I think at least for the most part, we do chase that euphoric endorphin rush happiness. It's that like half buzzed looking over the edge of a cruise ship happiness. Hmm, Fair enough. It's there. It's awesome. It's an experiential moment, but then it's gone. And it is possible to feel that, but it's not possible to live that all the time. You can't experience that constantly. Yeah, it's it's not realistic. I think, for myself at least, it's better to 
chase that reasonably happy by finding like you said that contentment line and and thus that contentment line will draw a joyful life that reasonably happy not that euphoric peak but that reasonably good peace level i think if you're constantly looking for that euphoric peace peak you're going to realize that that's like usually only obtainable with like big aha moments yeah right so you're really putting yourself in a position of essentially failure of being happy when you're putting it with you know traveling to disney world or like he said looking over a cruise ship like you need those big things or those big moments that you can't consistently consistently obtain no one can yeah yeah, it, it's it's just not possible. Um, I'm actually going to jump ahead in my notes here a little bit because I think it, it fits better here. There's a verse in 1 Timothy. It's 1 Timothy 6 verses 9 and 10. It says, Those who want to get rich fall into temptation and trap and into many foolish and harmful desires that plunge people into ruin and destruction. For the love of money is the root of all kinds of evil. Some people eager for money have wandered from the faith and pierced themselves with many griefs. So it's really the, the first part of that. It's like people who are chasing the wealth and the experiences of this world are setting themselves up for a trap. Yeah, exactly. Because one, it is. It's worldly. But two, you can't. I think even if you have it all, you can't constantly have that, well, as we know, you can't constantly have that joy and happiness. Yeah. So on the flip side of that um, equation, though, like you said, it's better to be that sustainable, peaceful, content level, right? Well, I think that then logically, I think then logically you it's at least obtainable to be happy most of the time yeah so what does that contentment mean to you then what would what would it take for you to be that content level you're trying to say i'm not content no i'm just trying to get it (laughs) black and white for better conversation (laughs) maybe less shades of gray (laughs) not necessarily black and white (laughs) um how do you achieve that contentment? Well, what what does it look like to you? Like a content life. Like what would, how would you put language to that beyond I'm content? So for me, it's setting my metrics properly and measuring myself by the right things. So... I'm not going to measure myself being content by the things I have. Mm -hmm. I'm not going to measure myself being content by the number of followers I have on social media or listens on this podcast or anything like that. 
I'm going to rather measure myself by things that matter. Is my wife and happy? Is my children are my children happy? Do I come home happy from work at the end of the day, or at least not hating my life? Am I providing properly? Not necessarily just a financial way, but like, are my family's needs met emotionally? Yeah. In, how is my personal mental health like those kinds of metrics are what i'm going to measure by and the biggest one being like am i feeling connected to god am i being the proper steward am i having this relationship proper with god yeah these are the metrics i'm going to measure by Mm -hmm. not do i have five shiny cars do i have a million dollars in the bank those kinds of things so it's measuring myself by the right metrics yeah, to frame my contentment. Oh, 100%. And I think using that to reel it back in when it gets out of hand, though, too, right? Yeah, of course. Like, you know, we talk about always wanting to be the next step ahead or wanting, you know, the next thing or over that next speed hump or whatever, right? Mm-hmm. And usually when I get to that point of just feeling frustrated instead of content, usually I sit there and go, am I striving for something that when I stand in front of the Lord, he goes, why didn't you get this? That was for you. Or is he going to sit there and go, why didn't you just enjoy what I put in front of you? That doesn't matter. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Right? Like, sometimes we get frustrated that we don't own a house yet. It's like, but does God care if I own a house? Right. Is, is he that... going to look at me and go, well done, my good and faithful servant? Right? Is he going to be like, you were supposed to own a house by the time you were 30. You didn't do that. So. Well, shots. <laughs> you know. Right? Like, that's that's normally where I get to in my brain. So, like, when you get frustrated, when I'm like, I'm not even talking about that right now. Usually that's why I sit there and I get to a point where it's like, well, God doesn't care whether or not I own a house right now. That is not on. That is. (laughs) 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 Sorry, hot button. (laughs) But it's true though. We're not going to stand in front of him for him to be like, you were supposed to achieve these things. That was your level up. That was your thing to get. No. (laughs) Right? Exactly. No. Like, he cares that we're walking with him and that our relationship with him is strong and that our relationships with the people around us are strong and those types of things. So that's my reality check. How are we serving community, not how am I leveling up my bank account? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So... So I know I actually have, like four episodes on contentment well it's a pretty my, big thing though library so i'm not gonna go super deep into that but it does play a big factor which is why i wanted to touch on it um something i have not touched on as much in the podcast though is focus so we've talked about it a lot but it's really easy to get distracted and distracted from these metrics that we're talking about for contentment especially so when we seem to be good and life is smooth i don't know i seem to feel a lot happier in quotes you know when life is smooth (laughs) 
I get right. worried that something's yeah. coming. <laughs> or at, at that point, at least, you know, my feelings of stress and anxiety are mitigated or at least better managed. Oh, for sure. Move. But there's a flip side. <laughs> when we plan for something... <laughs> And it doesn't go our way? Is that where you're going with this? Plans don't go our way all Mm, the time. Weird. (laughs) It's really easy to focus on those speed bumps. Oh, 100%. It's really easy to focus on those speed bumps versus the things that, like you said, are put in front of us that we're supposed to be experiencing right now. Are you maybe thinking about our lack of walls as you write this? It was definitely (laughs) on my mind when I wrote this. So, something not wall-related, though... Ceiling-related? <laughs> Flooring-related? <laughs> An easy example of this is coming up to Christmas. Stuff. Mm. Okay. Let me start by saying there is always something more that we want. Oh, 100%. It's mm-hmm. But we have to... We have what we want for the most part in this home okay we feel or at least i feel like i'm always paying attention to the things that matter more in my life like my family uh my my girls my my job like taking care of this home in general i feel like i'm always focusing on these things Mm -hmm. but it's really easy for me to be like oh but i want this new thing for the podcast new yeah stream deck new screens new desk in general new whatever like i've always got something going oh this could be just a little bit better if i had yeah or just like life in general could be just a little bit better if i had whatever and it's really easy to shift from taking care of my family taking care of my podcast whatever to i could take care of if i had yeah it sounds like the same thing but the heart of it is very different yeah right so like i said it's just so easy to go from proper priority to thing that would serve said priority and it doesn't feel like that big of a shift but it's a really slippery slope yes now it it's gotten to the point for me in not so distant past where i've even gotten to the point of like resentful to our bank account and by extension, both of us, because I couldn't spend the money that I wanted on the things that I wanted. Yeah. Because our we have priorities like food. You know, like, yeah. Like it, it's like I work so hard and I work so many hours and I spend blah 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 blah. Why can't I just buy the thing I want? Right. And it's just again slippery slopes. That's just real easy to go from a to z real quick yep when our focus is on point 
and our priorities are proper, joy flows through us. 100%. It's so, it's so it's good. Easy. It's so easy. So priorities, biblically speaking, are God, spouse, children, everything else. Yes. Right? I've harped on this a lot <laughs> through the past four seasons. But with that being said, keeping this focus, it will aid your pursuit of happiness. Oh, yes. There's a reason I harp on this so much. Mm-hmm. Right? Like, it, it, when this is in check, when you are pursuing the things you need to in order, it's just... I don't want to say it's like magic, but it's like, it's formulaic. Yes. Right? Like, does yeah. that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. A plus B actually equals C. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Right? So that brings this back. Babe, what makes you happy? This isn't a trick <laughs> question. Like, like, what is it in our home, in in our current stage of life, our current season, like what makes you the most happy? Not like euphoric over a cruise ship balcony happy, but day to day, like what brings you joy? What What is it that, what pursuit in our home brings you happiness? I don't really know how to put it into words. <laughs> <laughs> our life right now just in general brings me joy so but i struggle with the questions of like what brings you or like what makes you happy because i'm in a stage of my life where 99 percent of the things i do are not for me right so, like, even though you're not looking for euphoric and you're not, like, you just want to know what makes me happy. Right now, my basic answer, though, is just, like, our life. Um, so, you say it's not a trick question, but, like, it kind of, I'm in a stage of life now, right now, where it kind of, like, is. It's just those little things of peace and joy that just help bring my happiness. We didn't have any fighting today. Check. Joy. <laughs> Kids did their chores this evening. Check. Joy. <laughs> like, it's not... I guess when I think of that question, it immediately stumps me because I immediately think of selfish things. Like, what makes you happy? Right. And I don't actually have an answer for that. It's like the 10 minutes I squirreled away right? from me today to read without any interruptions. Right? <laughs> and like, and I do that and that makes me happy. But it, that's more of like a sanity point for right. me, that quiet time. It's a mental health check more than a bring me joy kind of thing. Now, like if my book is really good, check joy. <laughs> <laughs> but I don't know. Does that make sense? That's what I'm saying. It makes sense to me, but I live in the same house, so... Well, and I feel like I, that's something that you can either like a hundred percent relate to or you will not understand, right? 
No, other 30-something mother of two children will probably completely understand. Maybe, maybe, right? But it's not like, oh, I got to go and do this, or oh, my, you know, whatever appointment makes me happy, or oh, when you do this, that makes me happy. Like, there's lots of little things, but just like all of those things added together is my happiness. Okay. And despite everything and not having walls (laughs) (laughs) like our little house just brings me joy great that 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 makes me happy (laughs) (laughs) i'm a pretty easy one to please though so (laughs) but that that honestly does like bring it back to like my personal points is like what brings me joy is like when i can visually see that you're happy that my girls are happy that our home is running smoothly that like all these little check marks that aren't anything to do with me directly i mean kind of but like when our home is good that's where i find my peace that's where i find my levels of you know life is good and that makes me happy That's that reasonable happiness that, you know, we can tuck in at the end of the day and I'm not worried about a checklist that I have to work on tomorrow morning. Yeah. Right? Like, it's just like, yes, we're good. I'm good. We're happy. Yeah. But there is a shocking amount of studies that have been done on this. Oh, I'm sure there is. That actually doesn't surprise me. I expected a fair number. I spent 10 minutes digging and I found like 95 peer-reviewed journals on the study of like happiness, joy, contentment, every synonym you can think of. There is multitudes of studies. Like I spent two nights digging through peer-reviewed journals that I understood like 1% of, but it was able to boil down to three things that make people, whether they be religious or secular, there's three things that it really boils down to that are like the most contributing factors for people. All right, let's see if they line up. You want to take a guess? Oh, gosh. Um, are, they're like broad. They're broad strokes. I'll I'll give them to you. Money. Yeah. Job. Nope. Ooh, people are learning all that. I want to say friends. Because, you know, no one's ever happy with their family. (laughs) (laughs) Everyone thinks they have the crazy family. I don't know. You got the first one. House? Money. Yeah. And then their house? Possessions all boiled down into that same title. Okay. Okay. Second was sexuality, sex, or that broad topic. Oh. And third was faith. Wow. Faith was broad strokes in a lot of different um, 
studies because it was like everyone lives by like faith in something it's just not always a religious thing okay right it's not technically a a theistic or theistic thing it's yeah so i'm gonna go into these a little bit and i want your thoughts on them because it's like i just did like a, a quick blurb on each otherwise this would be like a 96 hour podcast and no one wants that fair enough so um yeah three things first one being money like everyone knows the saying like money can't buy happiness even though on some level we do know this is true like i i actually really dislike that saying like money can't buy happiness because it's just like can't it though (laughs) it can buy things it depends on where you put your happiness It, it can buy flashes in the pan it can buy like some really cool stuff but it won't ever be fulfilling so the main point here is that no money won't make you happy but it can take some of the stresses away from your life you know if you have bill gates money i mean you don't really have to worry about much yeah but you know there was this really popular dude back in the day you know more money more problems so <laughs> um second point was sex or sexuality in general like within the proper restraints and situations sex can be amazing it even has incredible health benefits yeah okay however it can be twisted and misused and the one thing is certain is that it's always going to be one of the extremes if you have the proper restraints on it, it's going to be awesome. If you abuse it and you're, you know, throwing yourself around to every opportunity, it has been proven that it's actually a diminishing factor. It's like anything, you know, the first time it's awesome, the second time it's slightly less, and the through all the studies is like the more sexual partners you have the worse it actually is for you hmm. so there, there's been a ton of studies and there's actually like numbers like to what point it actually there was a conflicting thing it was like somewhere between one to seven partners in your lifetime is where you're going to be the most fulfilled sexually past that it just drops off hard but there's a lot of conflicting studies out there so you know take that as you will huh but all right basically it's either going to be the best or worst thing in your life yeah like you kind of touched on before the third one being faith is much like sex, it's going to be one of the extremes. No, when God is the first thing in your life, contentment and joy are usually fairly near to you. Yep. But when faith is misplaced, your joy will also be misplaced with it. You know, if you're pursuing money over everything, your life is going to be just a ball of stress because you're always worried about the bottom dollar. Yes, exactly. You know, if your faith is placed in, 
even in good things like if your faith is placed in your family like your children are first then you know assuming you're like us you know if you and i put our children first our relationship is going to suffer mm-hmm. and it, the overall stresses of everything are going to go up and our joy is going to go down mm-hmm. so because we're then putting our faith in something we can't control or our joy or yeah we're, we're putting our end all and be all in something that cannot fulfill our lives wholly mm-hmm. so it's basically like i said it's one of the extremes it's the priorities are proper, things are going to fall into line. You're going to have a reasonably happy life. Now, I don't want to get this confused with, like, the prosperity gospel that's stupid and misplaced. Like, just because your priorities are straight does not mean you're going to get your wish list. Exactly. Right? This is not how it works. But reasonable happiness is attainable. Mm Mm-hmm. So, from those three points, what do you think? Would, I understand. With those three things, if they're aligned properly, do you think much else could be stealing your joy and happiness away from your life? Steal? I thought these were the things that were supposed to make us happy. Yeah, but if they're out of a line, there's two sides to this coin. Fair enough. I guess the big one for me that I feel like is missing is relationships. Yes. And uh, that was number four on the list in pretty much all the lists. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but that that's a whole different topic. <laughs> it's a whole, oh, it's a whole I, different topic. I have four seasons full. Oh, of, no. You know. <laughs> well, I guess so. You're right. <laughs> then, Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, like the like I said, like if these three things are in line, four, if you count relationships, if they're in alignment, reasonable happiness is there. Right. So, do you want a fun example from my life? Always. Doesn't matter. I'm going to tell you anyway. <laughs> Have I heard this story before? Yeah, you're part of it. So, oh, good. One of the strongest moments of joy in in my life personally, like the biggest, like peaks of our life my life is actually our wedding day that was a good day it was a great day (laughs) so leading up to our wedding day a mentor of mine encouraged me to to complete a rather in-depth study of what it means to be the head of a household yeah so we'd we also had figured out like how to have our wedding rather inexpensively. So these things lined up delightfully for me. So basically it really boiled down to, you know, my faith was aligned because I just finished this super in-depth study of what it meant to serve as the head of household. Uh, basically, I was at a peak in my faith with God. We had figured out, you know, this 
spectacular day at a very reasonable cost. Mm-hmm. And we were getting married, so, you know, sex. Win. <laughs> so things were in order. The day was not without its hiccups. Nope. But it was still one of the best days of my life. The day was full of family and joy and good experiences and that moment of seeing you walking up the hill in a beautiful white dress and your dad staring me down the whole way and <laughs> it was just like everything was in line and it was an absolute peak for joy in my life that's why you cried sure <laughs> well, i'm almost crying thinking about it right now so having these things in line it truly did allow me to experience a true like peak moment mm -hmm. and if i think about it and i have a fair bit if any one of these things was out you know if i hadn't just completed that that study it would have changed my experience of what we were starting into hmm. if you know we would have added a couple zeros to our day it would have been really stressful because i would have been paying so much money for a day and taking away from setting up our life together mm -hmm. if we or if i would have had a laundry list of names before you it wouldn't have had the same impact for you know the the lifetime to come for us uh -huh. right so if any one of these things was out it would have been a markedly different experience for me yeah that makes sense but with any story, especially any story I cover on the podcast here, there's always a rub. Always. Yeah. Nothing is ever free. Mm-hmm. So what is the cost for us to have this joy, to have this happiness? What is the cost for us? Broad strokes. We have to live differently than everyone else. We can't chase the same things. We have to, like I've been harping on, we have to shift our priorities. You know, we have to, we have to shift our schedules around. We have to build our life around different things. We have to plan on being interrupted. We have to be okay with being interrupted. Mm -hmm. We have to keep time open for someone to call and be like hey can you come pick me up i slipped on a hill like i've had a really rough couple days like i need someone to talk to i need a pep talk like that kind of stuff we have to leave ourselves open for that kind of stuff yeah you know like we're experiencing in the seasonal life right now like we have to shift our schedules we we want to 
don't keep the Sabbath. We want to live differently, right? Like we volunteer our time. No, we, we say no to a lot of things. Yes, we do. We have to say no to, to gossip say low no to lots of normal social activities Mm -hmm. no we don't party we don't indulge in this hookup culture we we don't allow certain things into our household we don't allow certain movies into our household we you know we have to forgive people no matter what yeah and constantly yeah this one especially is insanely hard. <laughs> Just not to brag, but I find it pretty easy. <laughs> no, like I don't know. I am just one of those people where it would it takes it would have to take such an extreme for me to just be like, "Why out you out of my life?" Right. Like I, that's not me. It. It's not me anymore Mm, fair enough it not that i've perfected anything but you know it letting go of a lot of negative emotions in my life was a process it was a journey Mm -hmm. i've got some some tough scars some some hard experiences in life that just made that particularly difficult for me and that's fair right and most people can't just most people don't have your unflinching optimism. Well, and... sometimes I lose friends over that. <laughs> <laughs> Some but... days I lose mother-in-laws over that. <laughs> Sorry, mom. But like, it, it's true though. Like, you are thankfully and amazingly an incredibly optimistic person. You always have the bright side. That's why I'm here in your life. <laughs> Seriously, you are the other half of me with that. Because like I am naturally pessimistic and naturally melancholy, and it's okay. It's fine. But we're we're two sides of the same mm-hmm. coin, right? Like you are bright and shiny and bubbly and positive, and I love it. I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> I am around you because you make me that way, but that's not me naturally. But getting back to this. Other than bragging about my wife, because I love it. Um, like, we we have to let go of, like I said, a ton of negative emotions, like resentment or bitterness. Like, these things just have no giving in a positive life, in mm-hmm. a happy life. They only take. We also don't seek money or possessions first. It's not that we are actively seeking or celebrating poverty in any way but we don't seek money as our end goal basically we do things god's way and our and not our way and that's pretty much what i've got for this topic huzzah i like it what do you think babe final thoughts final notes this made me happy. (laughs) 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 No, I like it. I like it. You made some really good points. And 
Yeah, it's true. It's good. Yeah. All right. So I will leave this one on a final note here. When we do things God's way, it means that God can do work his way. Amen. Right? I could not find who actually wrote that quote. I've searched. If you find it, please send it to me because I want to dig into their work more. Could not find it. It was always listed as unknown. So please, if you know who that is, please send it my way. So, guys, thank you. Thank you for your time. Do not forget to check out our sponsors. We have BetterHelp Online Therapy. We have Audible. And we have the Podbelly Network. So please check them out. Links are in the descriptions down below. And if you do feel so inclined to support the show, you like what we do here, please, a one-time donation at buymeacoffee.com would be awesome. I would love to sink some more hardware back into this podcast. Go check it out. Everything's down below in the notes. So with that, thank you guys. I love you, and God bless. Mm-hmm.